welcome back to Model Bearing Podcast. I can't talk. That's why you introduce it because you talk. I'll do it. I'll do it. That's fine. Welcome back to the Model Parenting Podcast. All right, episode nineteen. This is our kind of last content episode. I think Uh, we're gonna have kind of a wrap up episode. Um, That'll be episode twenty, and we'll we'll finish up. But this one, um, I'm we're, we're gonna we're gonna hopefully help some people find some freedom today. That's I hope what so. that's what hopefully this episode's gonna do um, in your parenting and maybe even in your life. Um, balance is a myth is the title of this episode, um, and we are going to talk about the myth of a balanced life. Um, I, being a professional working in the world. I hear a lot of people talk about work-life balance, work-life balance. Oh, I got to get my work-life balance. And, um, I, I'm just going to say uh, this personal opinion. It's my perspective. Um, maybe you will agree with that after you hear some of these thoughts or ideas. But um, balance is an absolute joke. We are – my, my life is not balanced. We, we are not balanced. We have um, – and I, I guess if we say anything, we have poured ourselves fully – into what we do so what that means is the the way that we're building our family this model driven environment um seeking him seeking him is is we we are unbalanced in that. unbalanced I mean, we we are full bore 100 percent chasing what we believe god has built us to chase so i, I think some of this will make sense as we get into some of the content uh, but if you don't like the idea that balance is a myth, then you may not like the rest of this episode. So <laughs> you, you can just shoot me a, a nasty email and tell me how terrible of an idea it is. But um, just starting out, the balance is not the goal of our life. Contentment is the goal of our life. And some of y'all need to hear that, that you don't have to do all of the stuff that you see on social media. That all this this fake lives that people put up about how great they're doing and how much they're significant. I had a, I had a mom talk to me a couple of months ago. Just she was really frustrated because all these people put all this great stuff up that their kids are doing, and her kid was really struggling. And it it just wasn't real. I guarantee you, the stuff that people put up on social media that you are comparing your life to isn't real that that's their best life and I'm sure you've heard I'm not the first person you've heard say that I hope I'm not the first person you've heard say that but quit comparing your real life to their fake life on social media that is not going to and generate. even if it's not fake even if it is genuine gen, genuine it's only part of it I'm still saying it's fake it's not real authenticity is a big deal in our family and it is um, if you follow us on any social medias, you don't see a lot on our social medias because authenticity is a big deal to us. So authentically, we want to share those moments and create that intimacy in our family. And we don't broadcast everything. We put some stuff out there and, and let people celebrate who have had um, contributions to those things. And, and when the school celebrates our kid or the, you know, whatever, we'll right. re- repost it or whatever. But yeah, we're. We're, we're not because, again, contentment is a goal. I want my children to be content. Um, and um, For an audience of one. For an audience of one, that's it. Um, contentment, contentment eliminates that need for more. 
that constant pursuit of more. Um, somebody, gosh, I forget who it was. Maybe it was uh, Warren Buffett or somebody. Somebody asked some rich dude, how much money is enough? And his answer was just a little bit more. That That's not the life that we ascribe to. But a, a lot of people, how much of kids' success is, is not just, just a little bit more? One more trophy. One more trophy. Oh, this is the last tournament. This is the last thing we're going to do. This is our last chance to do this ball on this team. Yeah, that's great. That's all. But contentment is the goal. Is your kid content to just play with their buddies? Are they content in that? If they're content in that, then that's all we as parents need to facilitate. That's it. That's the goal. And and some of you guys are already like, I'm turning this crap off. I'm not listening (laughs) to that. Um, But Philippians 4.12, Paul speaks very eloquently to this idea of contentment, and you can read the passage, but it's the one where Paul says, "I have found the secret of being content in all circumstances, oh. all whether well fed, whether hungry." Now he's writing this from jail. He is in prison, and <laughs> he says, "I know what it is to be content, and it is to not." He can't focus on what he does have or doesn't have. It's about Jesus. It's about Christ. It is about his life being poured out as an offering to God. That is his contentment. It doesn't matter what he experiences and the circumstances he finds himself in. He knows contentment because of Christ. That's that's where we are trying to get in our life. I am not balanced. I am 100% full bore after that. And that's what I want my kids after. And that's what I want my family after and pointed after. I don't want to be balanced because balance means um that i take a little bit of time and i put it over here and i take a little bit of time and i put it over here so if i've got 24 hours in a day that i equally space out and balance everything to where everything gets an equal amount of time and i i don't ascribe to that everything doesn't deserve an equal amount of time jesus deserves our time and our effort and our energy he doesn't deserve just his equal little share right i mean does that make sense it makes sense to me Fair's kind of smirking at me right here. I don't I don't know what the smirk means. But she's kind of smirking at me. I just like I like when you I'm on a soapbox. No, you're you're proclaiming truth. There's not a soap it's not it's not a soapbox. It's not an opinion poll. All right. Can you read for us as we get into this content? I'm gonna step off of that for a minute and move move into what I wanted to tell people in this episode. Um pick pull up Romans eight thirty one on that handy dandy little Bible app. And read that for us, please. Wish you had told me a little oh, bit. Oh, <laughs> sorry. I mean, it's written on you the could notes. Pause it, I guess. It's written on the notes, and I thought for sure. I mean, yeah, I just wasn't. I wasn't reading. She wasn't. She wasn't, she wasn't paying attention. I was. I was caught up in your pro- proclamations. Okay. All right. Eight thirty-one. Eight thirty-one, please. I'm scrolling and making myself a little dizzy, but yeah, I'm sorry to hear that. Almost there. Okay, what then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? That is Romans 8.31. Sorry, is there more? Is there there anything after that? He who did not spare his own son but gave him up for us all, how will he not also along with him graciously give us all things? Keep reading. Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies who then is the one who condemns? No one. Christ Jesus who died. More than that, who was raised to life, 
is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. So the title of that section, if you depend on how your Bible's laid out, it may say more than conquerors. This idea, I, I want you as parents to be more than a conqueror. I want you to not settle for conquering the world. Because mm. that's what we that's what we put out there is we want to conquer the world. We want to teach our kids to conquer the world. Go out there and conquer the world. No, Jesus already did that. Done. We don't have to do it. We don't have to teach and train our children that they've got to go and conquer the world. What we should do is rest in who God is and realize that nothing can take that away from us. Nothing can separate us from who God is. He is significant. He is strong. He has conquered anything and everything that we are going to face in our life. We need to be, and we need to train our children to be more than conquerors. Trying to balance your life and show how you have overcome and conquered and you're a self-made person and all that. that that's self-help the, and bootstraps. That, that's great, and I hear you. That I'm, I'm super excited for you that you did that. But I want to train my kids to be a conqueror, like Jesus has conquered the world and rest in that. Be more than a conqueror to rest in his power and who he is. Um, one of the biggest things that um, God instructed the people to do um, was to take a Sabbath day of rest. And, and when I was in seminary, I had a great um, professor who talked about a theology of time, and we, and we may have talked about that in an earlier podcast, Um but this ideology of a theology of time, he talked about a Sabbath. He goes, you need 24 hours of not advancing your cause because you need to see what God can do when you don't. You need to watch and just sit back and pray and let God advance your cause for 24 hours. Taking rest, taking a Sabbath, resting in God's power and provision is significant. That is not balance, Okay. One Sabbath day, one Sabbath day of rest, of not working, of allowing God to move and do what he does, and us watch and, and be a participant, a spectator participant, one out of seven days is not balanced, right? Seven out of seven days is not balanced. If we were going to be balanced, we'd do three and a half days of sitting around and doing nothing. That's not what God wants us to do. God didn't say do that. God said take one day. Rest, 24 hours, not advancing your cause. Let me fight for you. Give me 24 hours to do what you can't. So God expects us to work. God expects us to invest our time and our effort and our energy into whatever those things are he's calling us to himself through, but he does want us to rest. And he wants us to acknowledge that he gives the breath for us to work, and he gives the movement and the muscles for us to work, and he gives all of the energy and and everything for us to achieve, and he allows that achievement but he will work on a Sabbath without us doing anything. So uh, hopefully you're starting to see kind of my ideology of balance is a myth. Um, how does this relate back to your family? 
Um, your family is going to have seasons where you have to do more work than others. It's going to be, um, there, there's uh, one of our first episodes talked about 10 years. You're going to work really hard for 10 years. Um, in those 10 years, even inside of those 10 years, the work is going to fluctuate up and down and how much time you have to invest and, and the discipline you have to do to, to train your children. Um, through most of our children's formative years, we were incredibly unbalanced and we spent a ton of time teaching and investing in our kids, not trying to balance it between work. And, we were all in on our kids and we focused and put all of our effort and energy. Now I had a job where I was gone a lot, but when I was present, I tried to be present and focus on our kids and do that work that I needed to do as a parent. Um, so balance is a myth that, people throw out there and all it does is create discontentment of what we don't have. When, when we talk about I'm unbalanced, what we're saying is I'm not doing everything I feel like I should do. And being more than a conqueror says, you know what? Jesus has done everything he needs to do and I can rest and trust in that. That's a different perspective. Um, another aspect of this idea is, um, trying to balance a moment versus balance in your life. Fair and I talked about this the other day. We were riding around getting ready for this episode, um, and she actually brought this idea up probably. like She, she articulated it, I think, better than I did. Do you want to talk about this? This was kind of your idea. I mean, it, it, it has roots in the fact that as I worked with patients and their families, I began to see how the parent-child relationship was over the course of a lifetime. And so in that, there's that effort and that um, stewardship over the course of a lifetime. And I think if we look at the things that we do outside of the home over the course of a lifetime too, if we balance those, the world has this pressure that it that it had on me I don't know if it's on everybody but I felt like I was supposed to finish all the things the marriage the kids the job the career the car the house all of it I needed to have it done by 32 or 33 I don't know why but it just felt like I was supposed to have all those pieces in place before (laughs) that time frame and that is a lie that is not at all what it's what it's we're supposed to live the whole, like the whole longevity of it. It does, life doesn't stop at forty, mm-hmm. and um, so just drawing that out, the balance over the course of the lifetime. Yes, no. Today I cannot do some of the things. No, I take that back. I can do whatever I want to do. I am choosing not to do some things today, so that I can spend more time with my senior who's moving out in a few months, knowing that I will have the opportunity to do some of those things later. And putting them off until later helps me anticipate that time rather than grieve when all the kids are gone. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if I'm being as clear as I was the other day, but... I mean, I think the idea is, is getting out there that things that we're sacrificing right now time like us going on amazing vacations just me and you and doing those kind of things there's time for that later 
Yes. Later is longer. Right now I want to invest in my kids. And so we take our kids on vacations with us and we're not looking to try and figure out. No, we do take time together and we invest in our relationship. We do. We date regularly. We, we date regularly. But doing, we're, we're putting stuff off for, for later in our life and be, oh, you don't need to do it. You No, I don't. I want to do this right now. I want to do it with my kids because there's no telling when or how, what their life looks like and, and proximity. And if I can, if they're on a mission field out somewhere and I can't, I, I want to do that now. I want to invest and build that relationship now because later is longer. And I have later, I have more time to do that later. And if I don't get to, to do that, then great. I get to spend time with God sooner. So it's great. So, I mean, it, it the, the idea of, of balancing all that to where, okay, right, we got our husband and wife vacation and we've got our kids vacation and we got special individual trips with each kid. And then that, that, that's a myth. It's a lie. You can't do that and do it effectively. You're going to miss opportunities to grow together and, and be together as a family. So, um, again, it's a family podcast, so we're trying to encourage you and point you back to your family. Um, so, fair mentioned it, but we don't have to get everything done by a certain. There is no, there's no time clock. It, it, it's not like and and be, well, we, we're not promised tomorrow. We're not promised tomorrow. And if I'm not promised tomorrow, what and I want to do? Make the best of today. I want to make the best of today, and I want today to matter. So I'm going to invest fully in what matters today. And those people that are going to be left. So, that's that's a self-defeating argument. So, well, you need to do it all. No, I don't need to do it all by 35 or 40. I'm, I'm going to do it in God's time because God's already done it. God's already there. God's in the future. Um, and I can tell you from experience that having lived in God's timetable versus my timetable, his is better. His is better. His is better. We have tried the other way. I've tried it the other way. It stinks. It's, it's very difficult. And my kids have um, seen that and seen some of the damage that it caused. Doing it on my timetable is not effective. And you can keep trying that, but there are tons of stories in the Bible and probably people who will tell you that their timetable doesn't work. And I have sat beside hundreds of patients' bedsides <coughs> that were telling me to spend more time with the kids. Hmm. Spend, spend more time with the kids. Yep. Um, next idea, and this uh, balances a myth uh, concept, is the beauty of margin. Margin. Um, we have a lot of margin in our life. We create margin. We limit what we give our time to so that I'm not balanced and spend all of my time in volunteer situations. We are very selective about our time. Our values drives that. So we allocate time, spare time that we have to support our values and do the things that we as a family say we're going to chase. Um, but we can't do everything perfectly. Um, we're going to do it with excellence, but we guard the margin in our family so that we have time to rest, that we have time to be together, to enjoy each other. We are very protective of the margin we have in our life. And, and I can tell you right now, if, if you and your, your family and your, your kids and you're running from activity to activity to activity and you don't have margin, I think you're missing the significance of the impact you can have for your kids. And I will tell you as a, this is going to sound super weird, um, as a parent, I think I got this wrong in a lot of situations. My kid is, Dax is a Division One athlete. He's going to play golf for a Division One school. Um, we spend a ton of time and effort and energy playing golf in a lot of different places. And last summer, I think we got it wrong. 
But for the most of his golf journey, we held him back. We didn't do it. We kept margin. We didn't push him out there on the national stage when he was 10, 11, 12 years old. We let him grow into that person who wanted to be there. So having that margin created a relationship that's going to, I don't know if he's going to, wherever he goes beyond that, professional golf or any of that, our relationship is going to survive because we had the margin, because we had time. We spent time together and let our values drive our decisions, not the ball schedules, not the extracurricular activities. I'm sure your kid is a fantastic athlete, and I 100% believe we just talked about dreams a couple episodes ago. I believe in their dream, but their dream does not overpower your family. You do not need to um, chase balance with all these parts and pieces. Put some margin in your life. Say, you know what, we're not going to play that season. We're not going to play that tournament or that tour or um, kids. Uh, I know several kids that play baseball year-round, and I'm like, guys, y'all, be a kid. Um, spend some time being a kid. And enjoying goofing off with friends. Um, we're doing a much better job this summer with Cole. Understanding Cole. Cole's playing golf. He's, he's playing great. Doing a lot of good tournaments and that kind of stuff. But we're not putting him in a ton of stuff this summer. He wants time to be we're a kid. We're being extremely selective. We're, we're keeping that margin. Last summer with Dax, we didn't do as well. We learned. And we're doing better this summer with both of them. So they got time with their buddies. And they can goof off. And they can do the things they need to do as kids and keep margin in their life and train them in, in how to build that margin. Again, they're not balanced. They spend an inordinate amount of time playing golf and chasing that dream and pursuing who they want to be and who God is building into their life. But that's the season they're in right now. They're developing all of that effort. They're putting all that effort in to develop those skills to achieve those dreams that they have. And they're not balanced in it. They do it a lot. They're pouring themselves wholly into the direction God is leading them. And that's what we are trying to encourage. But margin feeds and multiplies peace because with margin, when you run into somebody at the golf course, you can have a conversation with them because you have time. When you run into one of their friends that they haven't seen in a while at the grocery store, you it doesn't completely wreck the rest of the day because you are late to this thing and late to that thing and late to that thing and the, the blocks just keep falling because because you have margin and you have cushion and you have space to breathe and to be fully present wherever you are. So the only way to create margin um, as you're listening to this and, and hopefully um, it's husbands and wives and, and husbands, you can help protect your wives in this, but the only way to build margin is to say no. No is okay. No is okay. No is a beautiful word. It is okay to say no. You do not have to be the perfect balanced volunteer and team mom and every sport. And um, you can say no. Your, your kids need you to say no. They need you to say no to that ball coach. They need you to say no to those volunteer activities, which are all good. But they need you to say no. Because as we only have a limited amount of time, everything we say yes to is an automatic no to something else. Um I'm, it's not about balance. It's about pouring yourself fully into what God is, is building you to be. And that is one thing that values has helped me with tremendously because I was terrible at saying no, and I felt guilty for saying no, and I couldn't see the things that I was saying yes to when I said no. And um, 
values helps to keep those clear and and to give me confidence. So we are not balanced. We are completely aimed and focused at our values. um, And we pour ourselves into those things. And that's it. And that's what we do. Um, We chase the things that are in our values as they come through that filter. We are not balanced in um, the, the... I don't, I don't pursue a work life balance. I pursue our values. So my family being an important part of my value, I don't have to say no to my family to say yes to work. And you guys are like, well, you got a really great situation. I really do. I have a very great situation. God has put me in a, in a fantastic place. Um, but whatever my job is at this point, um, because of our values and the decisions we make in our values, it's the same. I'm never going to say no to my family to say yes to work. Work is a, uh, the point of work is to support my family and my values. Work is a tool. Work is a tool. That's it. Just like money is a tool, work is a tool. Work is not an identity. No, it's not who I am. I am, I'm a husband and a father. That's my identity in Christ, and that's it. So we are not balanced. I don't pursue a work-life balance. That's not who we are. It's not who we're trying to be. We are pursuing our values full, hard, as as fast as we can, Um because that's what God has showed us and wants us to chase. So we're chasing those values with everything we got. So hopefully you guys <laughs> looked through that episode. Um, if you didn't, um, you're not listening to this anyway. So uh, I'm not trying to trivialize this idea of balance. What I'm trying to do is help you aim your life at things that matter and put a ton of effort and energy into that. And put a ton of, of forethought and prayer into finding out what God values and value that. And remember, contentment is the goal. Find where you're, again, find that place where you are content. Hey, I'm content being this. Contentment is also a discipline that that if, like I went through a season where I was extremely discontent and... um like I begged him, I begged God to, to help build that in me, to help me see, to open my eyes, to see what I had. And he is faithful to do that because he wants you to recognize what he's given you. He doesn't want you to be blind to it. Um, but I will say we, we are not balanced, but we are content. Extremely content. We're extremely content in, in where God has us, where we're at with our kids and thankful and um, yes, we are blessed beyond measure. Just God has, has given us more than we could ever ask or imagine. Um, but we, we are content. And, and if it goes away tomorrow, I am content. I'm content because God is building that contentment in me by showing me what he has done and what he's overcome um, for me to enjoy him. Um, so that's the point. Balance isn't the goal. Contentment is the goal. Contentment in him. So... Hopefully that is helpful and encouraging, and you can find some freedom in that, um, that you don't have to do everything and be everything, that you can just be content in who God is and, and who God has made you to be. So uh, do you have some kind of activity the or activity resource The activity is just, um, and it, I mean, it sounds, it's, ve- it's very common. People say this all the time, but, but do it. Write down your three things that you're thankful for um, on, a, on a daily basis for at least a, a short amount of time. I say do it forever from here on out. <laughs> but the rest of your <laughs> life. But even if you just pick, you know, a twenty one day span or something, just 
just write down the three things. Um, because what happens is as you write them down, you start to say them out loud to the people when when they're actually happening and you start to be more thankful. And that has a ripple effect. When your kids hear you say thank you for something, they are going to say it. Um, and so All right. contentment. So contentment balance is a myth. Contentment is the goal. Hopefully that's helpful to you. Um, all right, that wraps up episode 19. Uh, if you have any comments or questions, feel free to shoot us an email at modelparentingpodcast at gmail.com or just text me and Fair if you've got our numbers. Um, love to hear from you guys. Um, but uh, this will be our next to last episode. We're almost done. That's crazy. So uh, one more episode, and then we'll wrap up season one. And uh, hopefully if you guys are interested in season two, you can reach out and communicate to us. Let us know that you'd like to be a part of season two. So Shoot us any questions. Thanks.